Warning! The following podcast contains strong language, which some listeners may find offensive. If you do... Up yours! That's only if you don't listen to the podcast. Otherwise, not up yours. Did you know the Untitled Wrestling Podcast is on all of the social media outlets? Give us a like, follow, share, subscribe, or even a review if you're feeling generous. Facebook and YouTube at Untitled Wrestling Podcast. Twitter, Twitch, and Discord at Untitled Pod. Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of the Untitled Wrestling Podcast. It is Tuesday. You know what that means. It is me, your boy, Big Tasty, as always, here with Jay. How's it going, Jay? Not bad, mate. Not bad at all. We've got a... It's been a, been a very... um. It's because the, 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 the sort of state the wrestling world was in last week. It's been a very calming week, hasn't it? Yeah, I think it's more just everyone kind of trying to trying to stoke the flames, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, we'll, we'll get into all of that because um, there's been plenty of flame stoking on on every side going on this week. Yeah, yeah, there has, has indeed. But there's been the, the odd wild story, but not we're not quite we're not in the maelstrom that we were this time last week when we were just trying to work out what the hell was going on with just everything. Yeah, the, the, the as as you say, the uh, the wrestling world isn't quite on fire. Like the flames haven't gone out, but they're, they're definitely like going down. Yeah. Um, well, before we get into all that, we'll um, we'll start with what has now become weirdly the sort of the bastion of calm. In, in, in the wrestling news landscape, and that is WWE. Yeah, where I, I actually struggled to find news for WWE this week. It was it was hard work. It's it's been like a quiet week of news for them, to be fair. Yeah, not an awful um, lot's happened. Um, we've got a couple of interesting reports and some little bits and bobs. Um, so we'll start off with with the first piece of news here. Uh, WrestlingNews.co have reported there are currently no plans for Roman Reigns to lose the undisputed WWE Universal Championship, I'll give it its full name, uh, before the end of 2022. Uh, the report states that Reigns is scheduled to walk into WrestleMania 39 as the champion, and even claims that the initial plans of him to successfully defend against The Rock uh, and then drop the belt shortly afterwards. I feel stupid, that, to be honest. <laughs> I mean, I, I could buy it. I can believe that's what they're going to do. Oh yeah, of course. But I mean, I, I know they want to have Roman versus the Rock at Mania, but they might as well take the belt off him before because it doesn't need the belt. It's a big enough kind of spectacle. Yeah, you could have had someone like I don't know Drew McIntyre go into Mania as the champion. Absolutely, they could have. But then again, the other side of the coin is that beating Roman at this point is kind of like a sort of like establishing moment for someone. Yeah. So. If they like, say, want to make Cody on Roman's level, haven't beaten at Mania. Are you saying that WWE may have made a rod for their own back here? Is this what, is this what you're getting on? No, not at all. Because <laughs> they've never really? done that before. No. So yeah, that, that, that's 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 um, yeah. I mean, I mean, that'll be like 900 days. Yeah. Um. You need them to beat Walter's record for the longest reigning champion of any kind. Just going Kate... back, yeah, we're just going back to the boy. He doesn't need both, or does he, to do that? No, no. That I saw a really good um, thing on some form of social media 
where it was like someone kind of pitching a, a way they could separate the belts by having like a ladder match for it and having like Roman pull down one belt and whoever he's against pull down the other at the same time. Yeah. Obviously, what they did with um, Angle, Benoit, Jericho, was it? Back in the day? Oh, do the two or three falls. Yeah, and they could have like, I don't know. Two falls, sorry. You could have like carrying across pin Drew for the first belt and then have Roman win the second one. That would make a lot of sense. I think they do need to like split up the tag titles and the world title again because while they've got kind of Roman and the Usos having that like chokehold on all the belts, it means that no one else can really kind of like flourish. Yeah, it just feels like there's just so such a such a massive concentration of gold in the bloodline, which is great for the bloodline. It makes them look super strong and like super dangerous. But there's just it's like the NXT UK problem when Walter was champion forever. There's just nowhere for anyone to go. Yeah, that's it, isn't it? There's no no room for any kind of growth for anyone else. No. Um, right. Well, speaking, of, we'll, we'll 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 have more about that in the in the coming weeks and months. Presumably, we'll, we'll know like when we get towards January in the Royal Rumble. What we'll, we'll we'll see the pitch start to sort of coalesce, won't we? Because like if Roman's fighting the Rock for both titles at Mania, what does the winner of the Rumble do? Well, I reckon they'll probably do the the Cena thing of a uh, where he challenged like at the February show oh. and defends it against whoever. That's just upsetting. Yeah. Uh, right, next up then, bit of positive news. Um, while speaking to Act Two Radio, I think that's how it's pronounced. A C A H C H dash T O Act Two Radio. Uh, Sasha Banks discussed her future in entertainment. She referred to herself as quote an actor, writer, producer, and extraordinary entertainer, and claimed she wanted to get into the world of music and music video directing. Although she admitted it wasn't a priority right now because of how many acting projects she had coming up. I mean, you got to think she's in the new season of Mando, right? That well, that just dropped the trailer, didn't it? Like this week, she wasn't in. She wasn't in the trailer, but like by saying she wasn't in the trailer, I mean you didn't see a face. No, and there so, is there's room but, on the roster now. They've hoofed Gina Carano out as well, so you know. Yeah, well, there's obviously there's the fact that she's part of like the Mandalorians, so she's gonna be featured in a sort of prominent role if the if they're featured in a prominent role, which they are. So, yeah. Yeah, so that, that's pretty cool to see. It's good to see. It's it's right, So, it's good to see that she's branching out and she's got all these projects potentially on the go, which is great. Do you think it's kind of weird that despite it being claimed a few weeks ago that she'd resigned, we haven't seen her in WWE yet? Um, well, the people who've said she's resigned aren't very reliable are they like a, a lot of Meltzer's kind of always like consistently debunked it mm. so I, I I got this story um obviously from Actor Radio uh, I got it from WrestlingNews.co off their website and they referred to mm. as WWE's Sasha Banks because they broke the story right. doing inverted commas here uh, a few weeks back okay but they're, they're only basically doing it to confirm their own exclusive <laughs> So yeah, take that I, with a pile of salt. Yeah, I think the thing is with a lot of wrestling journalists, journalists, um, they're they're all very kind of like if they break something, they're they're all very like 
kind of batten like batten for their own story. They broke sort of things. So I, again, it's it's one of those things. I think they've had two golden opportunities to have Sasha and Naomi return. There's another one on tonight's episode of Raw to, at the time of recording, um, which you know I I could I could end up with a load of egg on my face here. And, <laughs> well, that's not true. Um, How wild would it be if they came back in and just won the tag titles and we're just back to square one? Well, that's the opportunity. Like they, <laughs> they might have. Um, the the thing with that is is that like I don't know how much truth there could be to it because obviously. Sasha and Naomi have been doing a lot of outside WWE stuff that they normally wouldn't be allowed to do if they were in WWE. Like they both were on the catwalk at New York Fashion Week last night. Yeah. So, who knows? We'll see. We'll see. Um, yeah. So, obviously, with us saying it probably won't happen, but bet you bet the money. By the time this podcast goes out, Sasha Banks will have returned to WWE. There's a, there's a very high possibility that's going to happen. <laughs> Uh, right then, more about people who aren't on WWE TV at the moment. Um, Dave, we sort of reported on this the other week, but look, there's a little bit more sort of to it here. Uh, Dave Meltzer appeared on Sunday night's main event, TSN Radio, to discuss the development of Gable Stevenson. Uh, as previously reported, Meltzer claims that despite training with Ken Anderson in Minneapolis, Stevenson has not progressed as quickly as WWE higher-ups had wanted, and a spot this year at WrestleMania 38 that was planned for him had to be nixed. Uh, Meltzer also claimed that WWE initially saw Stevenson as a sort of a new Brock Lesnar sort of figure, uh, and he was even drafted to the Raw brand, although he's yet to appear on the main roster. I mean, that's a lot of kind of like pressure to put on the guy, isn't it? To like kind of label him the next Brock. Yeah, I mean, they did that with um, Parker Boudreaux as well, didn't they? Well, no, he did that. Um, <laughs> he did that because I, I think the internet did that, to be fair. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think just let him have the like because that's the, that's the thing with like WWE's kind of developmental that um they had them they had um at least was that Nick Khan had like put the thing in where if you've not improved like significantly in three months you're done basically yeah. which is why Park Boudreaux got released um so it it's it's hard to kind of like. Gauges, isn't it? Because well, it's, it's interesting. I think the reason he's like sort of getting this—I don't want to say stay of execution—but the reason that he's not been talked about potentially being released, even if they're not happy with how he's developed, is he's not at the performance center. He's been trained as he finishes college. He's been trained by Ken Anderson, like on location, isn't he? Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. It's I'd, I'd be intrigued to see like whether they where they go with it, whether they kind of just like. Put all their eggs in that basket and just have him show up on Raw and be green as Gucci. Yeah. Or if I mean, is, development. is there a way where he appears on main roster before he's even gone to the performance center? Because that seems stupid. Well, that was what they were planning on doing. Yeah, it doesn't seem like a very new NXT uh, way, way to do things. I think they've kind of seen him as like the next like Kurt Angle and as as he said, the next Brock Lesnar, where he's just going to take it like a duck to water. But even yeah. Brock went through. Developmental, even care when through developmental. See, the, the problem with all that though is he has to take to it like a duck to water. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you can't just and even the best because like even the best um, athletes need years of training before they they get wrestling down. Mm. The only person who did, and even then, I wouldn't say like she's like really 
massively improved since she since I first match. Um, is Ronda Rousey? Yeah, but where, then she was like, she was doing like elite level combat sports, you know, which is not the same thing. But at least she was used to like the crowds and like the pressure and like the big events. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Gable Stevenson's an Olympic gold medalist, so there's that, I suppose. Yeah, true. Again, we'll keep an eye on that. See how, uh, see if he ever he could. Be, if, I mean, they don't, they don't mention him on TV anymore, do they? So if, if he doesn't like pan out, they're just like pretending never happened, I guess, and just you know. Yeah, this, isn't his brother in NXT? Yeah, Damon Kemp, who has been doing very well from what I've read. Right, so maybe he's the one they wanted all along. Maybe it was maybe they they hyped the wrong one. He he, he caught quite he caught quite a good promo on NXT this week. To be fair, oh nice. Yeah, decent talker. Uh, right then, a little bit of little bit of lighter news to, to end on. Um, so on had a recent sort of social media outing. John Cena was spotted. Uh, right, I'm gonna I'm gonna clarify this. It says he was spotted sporting a goatee beard. Right. Thank you. I have um I have looked at the pictures and calling it a goatee is incredibly generous. Is it like the one where it looked like he'd drawn it on with eyeliner? It looks like he just hadn't shaved that day. In like, but a specific area of his face. It looked like he'd he'd basically started growing a goatee that day. Like it looked yeah, like it, it looked like a, a stiff wind that knocked it off. Do you remember when he did grow a goatee? That's yeah. horrible. <laughs> uh, so this was a recent public appearance, and this is odd for the opening reopening of the lounge at a total wine location. Okay, uh, that's a lot of words there, isn't it? Um, I think it's basically like a bar in like a wine like distributor or something like that. It looked. I see the pictures. It looked very fancy. Like he was there with his fiance. Is it his fiance or his wife? Are they married? His wife. His wife. Um, and they were, they had like bottles. I think he'd hand sign. He must be involved because he'd like hand sign some bottles of something, and they were like being sold or something. It was like a signature series or whatever. Um, so he's a busy man. So you know, at the moment, he's currently filming season two of Peacemaker, which we all like, and is currently in talks to star alongside Zac Efron in Peter Farrelly's upcoming comedy, Ricky Stanicky. Ricky Stanicky. Yeah. Uh, alongside all of these acting commitments as well, he is rumored to be facing Austin Theory at next year's WrestleMania. So John Cena's a busy boy. Yeah, he is. He is. Um, yeah, I don't know what more to say for that. No, I mean Peacekeeper season two, Peacemaker season two. Yeah, uh, I'll have a bit of that. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that. Peacemaker season one was fantastic. Um, I mean, remember when Peter Farrelly made an Oscar-winning movie, and everyone's like, "But isn't he the guy who did the come in the hair?" And it's like, "Yeah, but now he's got an Oscar." Who is he? Peter Farrelly. He's one of the Farrelly brothers who directed this something about Mary back in the day. Yeah. And then he more recently directed the Green Book, which won an Oscar. All right, okay. Being Mad. the worst film about race out of three that managed to be the one that won the Oscar that year, which is kind of crazy. And also the only one oh. directed by a white guy. So, you know. Oh, is that the one where it's um, the priest or something? It's, no, it's the one where Viggo Mortensen drives... Um, Marishara Ali around um, the south, south of the US. Okay. It came out the same year as Black Landsman, which was much better. Okay. Uh, so watch Black Landsman. Don't watch Green Book. Uh, I will do. It's got, Adam Dri- it's got Adam Driver as a guy who goes undercover as a neo-Nazi. Okay. I mean, I like Adam Driver. Well, even the neo-Nazi. Uh, yeah, it's, it's really good. Watch it. Um, right then. Uh, on that note, talking about Nazis. <laughs> 
um, we'll go. We'll have a quick break. Um, if you're on Jack's radio listening to us, like you should be, like all the good boys and girls, um, you'll have a bit of real big fish with a cover of Phil Collins' Another Day in Paradise, which is a right treat. Um, if not, we'll see you in a second. If you're on Jack, see you in a few minutes, and we'll come in for some WWE recaps of the weekly shows. Okay, and we're back. Uh, we'll start out then with WWE Raw. This was last Monday night. Uh, did you watch this, Jay? Have you seen this? I did. I missed the beginning of it, so I missed the first segment of it. I saw the beginning of it, so there you go. We, we, we complimented each other quite well as I was going to bed. All right. That's all right. As I was going to bed, Sarah was putting it on, and I saw... Um, I saw, so basically, Edge Edge and Rey Mysterio in the ring, cutting a promo. Rey Mysterio is just begging Dominic to come and do the right thing and apologised for kicking Edge in the knackers. He says, basically, you know, it's not too late to, to do the right thing and to turn, you know, turn back to the good side. And then uh, Ray Ripley comes out and is like, no, 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 your boys are mad now. And uh, Dom comes out looking all, like he's been sexed up, literally and figuratively. Yeah, yeah he, someone put a picture up of uh, Eddie Guerrero where he had like his, his black like black shirt and black pants on, his hair slicked back. I like yeah. Dominic throwing like the little goatee as well. Out. He's going to have... He's, he's gone like... He's gone like Ball, like slime ball very quickly, which is quite impressive. Yeah, he, he's a he's he's starting to look more and more like his pappy. Yeah, well, we, we all know Rhea's his pappy now. Rhea's new pappy. Um, I did see a very funny tweet where someone said they should rename Subnick Mysterio. Which... Yeah, he, he's Dom in name only, basically. Dom in name only. <laughs> In that relationship, um, yeah, it's. I, I think he'll work really well as a heel because he's not a yeah. very good face. No, um, yeah, they, they did a little angle here, didn't they, as well, to right edge off? Yes, um, so he doesn't have to wrestle on Raw anymore. No, but then he's apparently wrestling Dominic Mysterio tonight on Raw. I mean, there we go. What, what do we know? Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, fair enough. Uh, next up, then, a continuation of probably the angle that has me the most intrigue out of everything going mm-hmm. on in W at the moment. Why doesn't Miz want to talk about Dexter Lewis? Don't worry about it. <laughs> so last week was when Dexter Lewis was in his car, wasn't he? Yeah. And in the back seat. And yeah, Miz just like, oh no, it's fine. Honestly, don't worry about it. It's it's absolutely fine. So yeah. There we go. Dexter Lewis is a spooky boy and Miz doesn't want it. Well, he doesn't want anyone to know what's happened to him. Also, um, in that segment as well, two things have no happened. One, Tommaso Ciampa got his name back. He's now Tommaso Ciampa again, not oh, nice. And two Miz and Champa saw um, that there was a flipped over car, which what, absolutely is nothing to do with anything else that's going to happen. Yeah, like what the hell is going on? Maybe that car just flipped over by itself. Yeah, did it. Yeah. Uh, speaking of which, next up we had a four-way tag team match uh, between the New Day, Alpha Academy, Los Lotharios. How are Los Lotharios still in WWE? Um, because they are quite good. They just. The one of those teams, like the Colognes, they just they have there that they forget about for ages, and then they, every now and again they go, "Oh, we don't do some of them." Yeah, I mean, have, have, haven't both of them been Sinkara at one point? No. Why don't, was one of them Sinkara? No. Was it? Well, any of them Sinkara? No. <laughs> no. Was, um, was one of them fake? Didn't they do like a fake? There was a fake. There was something Sinkara related with them, wasn't it? Like there was a no. What no. am I thinking? This is Hunico yep. and the other guy, isn't it? No, that's Humberto. Hunico became real, became actual Sinkara, and now he's Sinto de Oro. Right, that's who I'm thinking of. Um, and Epico? Is Epico still there? 
No, Epico is gone. Um, was he also Sincara? No, he was one of the clones. Oh my god! Well, I, I, everyone to me, I just I, I can't um, I can't keep track of this. No, um, Humberto Carrillo and Angel Garza, uh, um, two cousins who I believe. I'm oh, so are they are they Los Lotharios now? Yeah, Los Lotharios. Yeah, right, I thought it was still Hunico and Epico. No, no. Well, no, it was never Hunico and Epco. No, I thought, I thought, I thought, I thought, I thought they were the Hispanic job attack team. I didn't realize they got released and been replaced by. Because last I last I paid attention, um, Humberto and Angel Garza were like single stars. Well, so yeah. Yeah, usually it stars very loosely. They were dropping out to AJ Styles a lot, but you know. Yeah, Angel Garza is like guy who is very very good. They they kind of like thought that he was going to be like the next Eddie, like to do with any. Well, he like, was help. like he was like in a team with in a thing with Andrade, wasn't he back in the day? Yeah, he was like. In that little faction with Andrade, and then he turned on Andrade, and then they just went nowhere. And it went nowhere. And now he's and lost Lothario. He kept going to push him, and then just forgetting about him. Just say, like, "Oh, we'll push you next week." Oh no, sorry, we forgot again. Sorry, yeah. uh, Brock came back. So pretty sorry much, yeah. Um, yeah, he's very good though. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I I've seen Humberto Carrillo wrestle. He's fine. I think Injugos is my preferred guy out of the two. Yeah, but Humberto's not bad. Um, uh, so this is New Day, Alpha Academy, Los Lotharios, and Street Profits. Um, and this goes to a no contest. More of that later. Um, when Braun returns and uh, controls his narrative all over the ring. Yeah, well, he fell over on his way to controlling his narrative as well. Maybe that's maybe that was the most controlling his narrative. Maybe that's the definition. That, that was my favorite bit. I'm just falling over. <laughs> my favorite bit was him like scrubbing all memory of CYN. Off his social media, like with extreme prejudice. Like, you know that you know that you know that bit in Top Gear where they go to like Alabama and write like offensive slogans all over the cars and get like threatened yeah. with violence, and then they're there with like cans of coke trying to rinse it off. That was him with his social media profile this week. Yeah, pretty much. Just, um, no, under, if you looked at his social media now, there's no recollection of him ever being there. Uh, the the thing which makes me laugh is if you see what control your narrative are doing now. Um, are they selling some? Fake grift or something? Are they selling like no, no? They just boner they pills just or something. They so they've done like a few like shows with all the promotions, and they're kind of like presenting themselves as a faction now instead of a wrestling company. Mm. And then all of a sudden, they just shown up in NWA this week as a faction. I was going to say, is this all leading to the fact that um, EC3 is absolutely going to bin them off for a um, for NWA? Oh no, he's, he's brought he's brought like a, is like the main ones with him. But what about the true controlling narrative fans, mate, who wants to see standalone they, shows? What about the people who want to see Uncle Cracker tribute bands in bars with a CYN show at half time? Don't worry about it. Not happening. I mean, the, the dream is dead. What, what even is pro wrestling anymore, mate, if you can't have they, that? They controlled their narrative to get their jobs back. <laughs> to That's go back that. to where they all were before they left to control your narrative. Yeah. Also, EC3 looks like he's took enough steroids that he's like going to give birth to like a giant fist at some yeah, point. Yeah, he ain't getting back to WWE. He ain't passing that piss test. No, absolutely fucking not. Uh, yeah, so yeah, this was this is kind of a weird little segment. I mean, obviously, it made Braun like a monster after he you know got up off the floor. Um, yeah. But at the same time, you know, there's four tag teams here, two of whom have been champion, or three of whom have been champions, yeah. and you, you're looking at maybe one to push. The Street Profits, one or two of them as single stars. Yeah, you just have a job, like, literally get destroyed by Bronze Ruin. Yeah. Um, 
they announced on SmackDown this match is going to take place instead next week on SmackDown. Right. Remember when Kofi was world champion? Don't worry about it. They, they don't, so why should we? Here's another thick white boy to come and murder him. <sighs> Sad Kofi noises. Uh, next up, do you like Raquel Rodriguez and Aliyah squash matches? Because here's the first one you're having this week. No, thank you. <laughs> yeah, this, uh, the so yeah. So this is Raquel Rodriguez and Aaliyah defeating Dewdrop and Nikki Ash. Uh, this match ended, I believe, because Dewdrop was up on the top rope and she got distracted by Nikki Ash having a fight on the outside and then got thrown off by Raquel. Yeah, to be fair, Raquel like took her out into the middle of the ring and powerbombed her. Yeah. It looked ridiculous, like the the fact that you did it like one arm as well. I mean, that's cool, but you know, someone getting distracted by a fight in the middle of a fight is a bit stupid. Yeah, you take you take pointers from a uh, Mox and Tanahashi and Sheamus and Gunther. They can have stare downs while fights are going on. <laughs> while, people, while people are just fucking murdering each other, like worlds on fire around them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Next up, then Austin Theory's out for a promo. Uh, Kevin Owens comes out. He's back to his sort of marauding, ass-kicking best, which is good to see. Yeah, I, I, I think that Kevin Owens is going to be world champion by the end of next year. I think he's got one more in him. Oh yeah, oh yeah. It feels like his his universal one, the one he lost to Goldberg, never quite got going, did it? So no, he's like he's like the Triple H guy, isn't he? Yeah. Uh, the only other person who I'd say is more of a Triple H guy is probably like maybe maybe Rollins. Yeah, Rollins is a Triple H guy. Yeah, absolutely. But like Owens is like the Triple H guy, isn't he? Yeah, but now Rollins can be a company guy and Triple H guy at the same time. Like the worlds of the, the stars have aligned for him, haven't they? Basically. Uh, right then, this so this this turns into a Kevin Owens versus Austin Theory match. Kevin Owens has to win as well over um over Mister Money in the Bank. Yeah. Um, the tradition of WWE booking um, jobbers. Oh, sorry, the Mister Money in the Bank is a jobber. Yeah, you've, one... you've got to, you see, because then it's more of a shock when he cashes in. Yeah, that's true. That's true. <laughs> yeah, apparently, fun match went 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 a fair while, went about 15, 16 minutes, which is pretty good. Uh, Kevin Owens, he's a, he's a workhorse. You know, he can he can do that with anyone, can he? Yeah. Um, yeah. Kevin Owens' promo before the match as well was brilliant. He was just like. Um, he he was just like kind of being really meta about everything. So he was like, "Oh, what's this? A referee's coming down the ring, and there's two wrestlers in the ring. That must mean we're having a match." <laughs> and he just starts fighting with them. Um, yeah, chaos, great. Just just doing the Lord's work. Awesome. Uh, next up, then we have Damage Control out for a promo. Um, they're sort of bigging up their win at Clash in the Castle. Uh, Bianca comes out, interrupts them, and they 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 has confrontation. Basically, yeah, that's just building up to Bailey versus Bianca at Extreme Rules, I think. Yeah, I, 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 I'd watch that. I think that's that's a fresh match. Yeah, well, I'd, I'd be intrigued about about it because last time they wrestled, but didn't think they had the best chemistry. Yeah, well, Bianca's that would have been before Bailey got injured. That would have been just either when Bianca was still in NXT or when she just went to the main roster. Um, no, actually, it was they had a match. They had a match before Bianca won the belt of Sasha at Mania. Oh, right. Um, as like a bit of a layover feud for Bianca after she won the Rumble. And then they had a... And then after that, they had a match or two, maybe, 
um, like as like Bianca's first feud. Yeah, all right. Belt. Um, they, 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 I mean, they worked together fine. They just didn't have the best chemistry. So hopefully, they've kind of improved on that. Fair enough. Uh, next up, which what seems to be an always weekly occurrence now, Damian Priest defeated Rey Mysterio. Yeah. Um, yeah, this match was fine. Poor Rey Mysterio. Lost his son. Mm-hmm. He's jobbing out to Damian Priest. Well, not jobbing. It was a fairly lengthy match, wasn't it? But Yeah, he, lo- he lost when Dominic got on the apron and distracted Rey and Priest proceeded to murder him. Actual, actual scumbag Dominic Mysterio. Yeah. Um, yeah, also one thing that got announced as well just between this and the main event is that Johnny Gargano is going to have his Raw debut next well, yeah, tonight. He's, he's still not wrestled yet, has he? He's just been hanging around. His first match is going to be on um, on Raw tonight. Oh, fair. Yeah. Um, and then in the main event, the new Mr. Monday Night, Bobby Lashley, uh, defeats The Miz for the inner US title match. This is a really fun match. Yeah, Miz is really good in this in this role, isn't he? Like sort of, sort of villain of the week. Sort of like he can be, a, he can be, a, he can seem like a big threat, but at the same time, Bobby Lashley can just do a murder on him, and it's fine. No one loses anything. Yeah, well, that, with this match, um, so basically it was like just Champa with fuckery, uh, distracting Lashley all the time as Lashley tries to get out the cage. Champa's like climbing up, uh, stopping him. Oh, yeah, it's a cage match as well, isn't it? Sorry, I forgot to... Uh, yeah, La- Lashley goes to get up the door and Champa kind of goes to slam the door in Lashley's face. Lashley catches it, wipes Champa out with the cage door and then Miz just, like, slams the cage into Lashley's head repeatedly. Oh, nice. Um, Lashley's kind of, like, out in the middle of the ring. Miz goes to climb over and then Loomis is, like... The, the, the way this was shot was brilliant as well. It was, like, kind of the swooping angle, like, over the cage. Mm. And you just, like... Miz looked down and Dexter Loomis's head's like sticking out from under the ring. <laughs> and Miz climbs back in the ring, eats a spear, Lashley wins. Um, and then after the match, Lashley locks the Miz in the cage with Loomis and Loomis chokes him out. Yeah, I've just got Loomis does spooky pervert stuff. Yeah, pretty much. Basically, pretty just chokes him out and then touches his face of it. The pop that he got for doing it, though, was like... <laughs> for just sexually assaulting the Miz on TV, basically. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> right then, on to SmackDown. Uh, starts out with Imperium defeating the Brawling Brutes. That is the team of Sheamus, Rich Holland, and Pete Butch Dunn. Yeah, this was this was a banger, um, as you'd expect it to be. Um, really, really hard hitting. Yeah, um, just just riding the momentum from obviously the accolades that Sheamus v Walter got a clash in the castle. Um, he did so a really good Gunther. He did a really good job though of keeping Sheamus and Gunther apart. Enough that, like, when they did get in the ring together, everyone lost their shit. Um, like, Gunther was basically it was it was Imperium who beat the shit out of Pete Dunne for most of the match. Fair. Rich Holland was also there. Um, but yeah, this was, this was a really fun match. Um, I, I hope that we get this leading into some either some kind of stipulation match or like just a, a rematch of Sheamus and Gunther, which is probably what they'll do. Yeah. Sound. Next up, then uh, we had the Usos and Sami Zayn out for a promo. Uh, Drew interrupts them with a chair. He wants Solo Sokoa because he cost him a class in the castle. And we're going to get it later tonight. Yeah. Um, Sammy takes the chair, doesn't he, for um, the Solo? He, th- he takes the bullet. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah the, Sammy just doing the Lord's work and this whole thing where 
He's doing he, the hard yards in this feud, isn't he? <laughs> He's um... yeah, like he, he tried to he tried to shake hands with Solo, and Solo just looked at him, and then like Sammy's just like dead awkward in the back as as he is, um, and yeah, as uh, as the night progresses, like so, Sammy eats the chair, and then Solo's like, oh yeah, I know you've got my back, and so so I I still think it's leading to the bloodline are going to murder Sammy sooner rather than later. Yeah. But Sammy's just so good. Sad. Right. I remember, so we, we had the Raw, obviously, coverage. I know you haven't had enough of Raquel Rodriguez and Aliyah squash matches. Oh, no, why would I? So how yeah. about another How about another one? Can you call them by the real name, please? What? Bougie and Badass. I'm, I'm not saying that. No? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, they beat Toxic Attraction on SmackDown. Um, remember when Toxic Attraction were all hyped and cool and everyone liked them? Yeah. Toxic, toxic attraction look good to be fair. Um, I mean, as good as you can do losing to a tag team with Aaliyah in it. Yeah, pretty much. Well, Aaliyah's just there because Raquel needs a partner. It's kind of like Braun Strowman and Nicholas. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, she, she won with the roll up. She won the titles with the roll up. So. She did. Sad noises. Um, next up, then, we had a women's number one contender match for the SmackDown women's title, winning its title shot at Extreme Rules. And Ronda Rousey defeated uh, Zia Lee, Natalia, Sonya Deville, and a returning Lacey Evans. Mm. Yeah, I wasn't a fan of this. Um, mainly because it was just Ronda, like, armbar and everyone. Um, what with her varied offense? Pretty much, yeah. Um, it's like she quickly tapped out Zia, then she quickly taps out. Um, oh, was it elimination match? Yeah. Um, so then Sonya and and Ronda each tap out a different person. Like I think I can't remember. I think Ronda tapped out Natalia. Oh, if they remember that Sonya used to be an MMA fighter, pretty much yeah, just for this match. <laughs> and so- Sonya tapped out Lacey, and then Sonya and Ronda had like a decent exchange, but it was always like it, it was obvious it was always going to be Ronda who's going to win that. Yeah. Um. So Ronda will once again challenge um, Liv Morgan. It wasn't very long. One thing I am a little, I put this in just as a little extra, um, just because yeah. I'm Shana Mark. They, they Ronda and Shana tease the team up after the match as well. Yeah, um, you won't be able to do the four horsewomen though because Marina Shafir's in all elite, and Jasmine Duke's just gone forever. Yeah, she she's a streamer now, isn't she? Yeah. Which, to be fair, I follow a gaming channel. Pretty good. Yeah, fair. Um, next up, then, we had some more tag team action. Street Profits and Hit Row defeat Maximum Male Models and Los Lotharios. I mean, is there any thought about it? This was fine. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, next up, uh, Alpha Academy came out for reasons probably related to Braun attacking them. And the reward for they this was. Al Braun Stroman. And to Braun came out and basically just murders them. Once again, controlling his narrative by beating up Alpha Academy. Yeah, he did a very impressive powerbomb on Otis. Yes, that was the big, the big thing. Was um, it? it? It's interesting that Braun started using a powerbomb as his finisher move that he never once did in his first run. Now Wardlow does it. Everyone wants to do it. Don't worry about it. Um, is did, were there any train noises? Huh? Were there any train noises? No, no maybe, train. Maybe, no. maybe we're saving them for the pay per view then. They've changed Braun's music slightly. though, and it's not very good. Does it still go brawn at the start? It does, but like it starts off with some like weird like metal riff, and then it does brawn, and then like it's like a slowed down version of his old music. 
Not a fan. In a week where WWE just finally fixed Wardlow's music. Uh, sorry, AEW finally fixed Wardlow's music. It's sad to see someone else's music getting ruined. Uh, right yeah. then, main event. Um, Solo Sokoa and Drew McIntyre. Once again, we have another no contest because Karrion Cross chokes Drew out. Yeah, this is a good match. Um, it was, I feel like a no contest, but this was actually the right idea because you don't want Solo to... Yeah, look. you have to protect everyone here, don't you? Sort of. you? Yeah, you don't want Solo to look weak in his debut match. Which he he was holding his own with Drew. Drew was about to hit the claymore, and then well, did he actually hit the claymore? Didn't he knock him? Didn't he knock him out of the ring with it? Oh, he might have done. Actually, I honestly can't remember. And then as uh, he's out the ring, Cross just runs in and, and does. Yeah, did the, 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 well, why did it go black and white at the end? I was gonna say did like a weird black and white filter thing. I don't know. I think it's just because Cross is a spooky boy. Well, the last like five minutes, guest directed by Robert Rodriguez or something. Don't worry about it. Um, <laughs> It also, one of the takeaways from SmackDown, which was interesting, is uh, Max Dupree was teasing that he's going to be LA Knight again. Well, didn't he say something like the night follows the day or something like that? And um, you have to go through the night to get to the day or something. He says you've got to get through the day to get to the night. And then he kind of pauses and goes, yeah. It's <laughs> like LA Knight. The LA, the LA Knight, more specifically. The Knights in just- Los Angeles. Just distance him from maximum male models. It ain't working for him. He's great. He's great because he- it's him and he's great. Vince is gone. No, we don't. Have- we don't have to pretend that's a thing anymore. Maximum male models is fantastic. They're very entertaining. The gear this week was hilarious. Yeah, like little khaki hot is, pants. Is, is is the other- is the woman still there doing it as well? Yeah. So you don't need you don't need LA Knight anymore, do you? No, you've got Maxine Dupree. Just have LA Knight, and then just have have him like just. Do what he was doing in the next day and just doing the Lord's work. Fair. Uh, all right, then that'll wrap us up for our WWE coverage. We'll have a quick break. Um, in, in what is absolutely not a coincidence, we're going to have some, if you're on Jack's radio, Saturday nights are right for fighting by Elton John and pretty vacant by the Sex Pistols to take us into the AW coverage. I, I feel like you should have picked another Sex Pistols song there. But... <laughs> no, that wasn't. I'm not. That's too soon, even for me. Um, <laughs> all right, we'll see you in a few minutes. And we're back. We'll go straight into some AEW news because um, there's quite a lot of it. Yeah. Um, first of all, the, the only place to start is up, some updates, basically following on from what we're now calling brawl out. I believe is the um, is what the internet yeah. settled on. Yeah. Um, right. So just just the sort of the cliff notes here. We'll, I'll, I'll run through all the information we have, and then we'll sort of discuss it with bits and bobs. So big new the headline news. Kenny Omega, The Young Bucks, CM Punk, Michael Michael Naka 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 Nakazawa, Pat Buck, A Steel, and Christopher Daniels have all been suspended pending an investigation. Yeah. Um, this investigation will be carried out by a, a neutral third party, a company, uh, an external company is coming in to do it. Um, some key witnesses who are being interviewed as neutral observers are MJF and um, Mega, who's the AEW slash Jaguars counsel. Uh, like the, she's the head of legal. She's the head of legal, yeah. She's um Meltzer put it as she's the second most powerful person in all of AEW. Yeah, because she is literally the person who does the contracts, she does like everything basically. So if, if part of like involved in this, then oh boy. Well one of the rumors was that she was with the young books when they approached the locker room. Which would make sense if they've got like the head of legal to come with them to kind of like because yeah, Punk Punk was literally slandering them on on the press conference, wasn't he? So, yeah. Um, 
Yeah, just because we didn't cover it last week as well. Uh, obviously, if you've been living under a rock, uh, after all out, CM Punk uh, went on a 20, 25-minute tirade against like the EVPs from AEW, including the Young Bucks and Kenny Omega, uh, Hangman Page. Uh, he slandered MJF a little bit. Yeah. Uh, basically, just he just made it across that he wasn't happy where he was. He made Tony Khan look stupid by kept cutting him off. Uh, it there's an interesting note about this was that he'd said to somebody who was like kind of close to him about two weeks before that the post match press conference is going to be interesting after all out, which would indicate that this was definitely premeditated and that he'd been practicing. Which also, when he he kind of like called out uh, Nick Houseman from wrestling, uh, and Nick didn't answer the question right, you went, Oh, you blew my spot then. Yeah, he tried. He tried to like load the the question, didn't he? And like well, to give him to give him an in on this on this rant. And he, the, the guy basically just no like very much like I no sold it last week when you tried it on me. Um, yeah. The guy just no sold it, and Punk was like, "Oh fuck it, I'm going in anyway." Yeah, he, he he basically like the start of the of like the questions before anything was even asked. He was like, "Let me start." Like he knew what he was doing. He obviously had like an axe to grind. It wasn't the place to do it. Um. I get he's frustrated about having to talk about Colcabana all the fucking time and like his legal troubles, but at the same time. I mean if you don't want to talk about Colcabana, maybe you don't sue Colcabana. Yeah. At the same at the same time, also it's it's one of those things. Like that the time and the place is important. Like he literally I'm like it's, it's, it, don't, don't, we didn't talk about this much last week. Do you know what blows my mind? Is that he you've just won the world title. You're the yeah. most important guy in the company. They're putting all their trust in you. And your first thought is to just try and bury everybody. Yeah. Yeah, pretty much. Which is just fucking insane to me. Yeah. like He, he, he was very uh, complimentary about Adam Cole. He said he was a sweetheart. Yeah. Uh, right, so on top of all this, um, as it was announced on Dynamite, we'll get into it in a second on the recap um, in more detail, but the world title and the trios titles have been vacated as a result of these suspensions. Yeah. Uh, what is interesting is we don't know how long these suspensions are going to last for. No. Um, well, presumably it's just, uh, it's obviously based on what we've seen here, they've just blankly suspended everyone who was in the room. Yeah. Ending an investigation. They've just gone, right, whoever's, whoever's at the scene, just fucking, you've gone for a few weeks while we sort this out. Yeah. Do you reckon um, the books and that'll show up in any indies or anything? No, I don't think. I think. I think legally they're on very thin ice. Well, Everyone is on very thin ice. CD was wrestling in DDT last night. Yeah, yeah, but he wasn't like fucking. He, was. he, he wasn't. He, he wasn't. Was. He wasn't rolling around on the floor with a steel, was he? Let's face it. He he, he wasn't trying to get Punk's dog Larry to safety and then get bitten by <laughs> actual grown man. He's steel. Oh man, it's fucking madness. Um, yeah. Also important to note, we'll talk. We we'll probably won't talk about it. Uh, but the elite and CM Punk were removed from the. Opening set credits of Dynamite and Rampage this week. Yeah, they, that's kind of like a blanket thing you do, isn't it? Though, whenever anyone's like, oh, like away, like Eddie Kingston got removed when he was suspended. Yeah. Jeff Hardy got removed when he was suspended. It's um, just, I think it's just so they're not like false advertising, so people aren't going to walk going, oh, CM Punk, yeah, you'll be on, and then say, oh, why is CM Punk not here? It yeah. just stops you asking that question, doesn't it? E- even what was, what was fascinating was even like with them referencing MJF challenging the challenge the winner of the title match 
they didn't name CM Punk. They only shown his hands holding the belt up. Yeah. They didn't. They showed the Mox- bare minimum amount of CM Punk they had. Yeah, Moxley, when he cut his promo, he didn't acknowledge that he lost to CM Punk. He no, just- he just said he'd lost. Yeah. Um, yeah. It was it was a very interesting way to do it. Um, yeah. Indeed. All right, so a bit more, a bit more. CM, we've got a lot of CM Punk news, unsurprisingly, this week. Uh, a bit more news on CM Punk. Uh, Dave Meltzer reported that CM Punk suffered a torn triceps during his all-out match and will be out for six to eight months. Uh, this was originally reported that he suffered it during the fight after the after the pay per view, but no, it was apparently during a top rope spot. On, yeah, it was in a dive on some marks, wasn't it? Yeah. Uh, apparently, as well, Christian Cage also has a similar injury and maybe out for a similar amount of time. He had like that big elbow pad on, didn't he, when he came out? Yeah. That's why his match was like 15 seconds. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, so even if Punk wasn't um, suspended and potentially fired, again, this, if, depending on who you listen to on the internet, like, a lot of people are basically saying that it's going to take a miracle for Punk to stay in the company at this point. Yeah, I think even if like he does stay in the company, I think there's going to be a lot of like kind of rehabbing his image and. I think, I think I think the words the, the words were if he's not gone he's going to have to make serious amends I think were the were the words being used I I, I imagine that part of whatever they kind of like this investigation brings up I imagine part of it's going to involve like him, him having to apologize to everybody because he's essentially shit on everyone in the company when he derailed the whole preview, the new everybody's work that they'd done for four hours that night. And yeah, in 20, like, and in twenty minutes, he just basically flushed it all down the toilet. Yeah, like people weren't talking about how good a match Swerve and their glory versus the acclaim was. People weren't talking about MJF return. People were talking about CM Punk going off the fucking handle. Yeah, and that's not fair on the guys who were like killing themselves that night. No, because so, uh, there were some excellent matches on that card. Uh, yeah. Speaking of people going off on CM Punk, one person who did especially so was recently departed AEW star Bobby Fish, who yeah. now looks about, he now looks his full 2,000 years old. Yeah, I think um, he's just angry that he couldn't help Jesus from getting uh, crucified that one time. I saw someone on Twitter the other day and it was like, Bobby Fish, you're talking a lot of shit for a man who couldn't even save Abraham Lincoln from John Wilkes Booth. Fucking excellent. Um, so yeah, he went off on CM Punk on his podcast. Didn't even know he had a podcast. Fair play. Um, he also took to Twitter and accused Punk of using another wrestler's finisher without their blessing, which unsurprisingly was liked by Kenta. Yeah, but did you see Kenta's tweet about it as well? No, no. So he, he he was very justified. He was like, I don't mind people using my own move. What I mind is when people use my move and I'm, I'm then not allowed to use yeah, my Yeah, because he wasn't allowed to do own. it in NXT, was he? Because Punk was still he technically al- on the roster. He wasn't allowed to do it in NXT for like four years. And I think he, he, he was even after Punk left, he was only allowed to use it like a year or two after Punk left. Because when he first came in, he teased it a lot, didn't he? But he never hit it. Yeah. Pretty much. Um, sound, right? Yeah. Sound. Oh, also, this ended. Just in case you're wondering, well, Bobby Fish sounds like he's talking sense. He also then challenged CM Punk to a shoot martial arts fight. Let's have it. I want to see that. <laughs> uh, just in case you're wondering, no, Bobby Fish is still fucking insane. It's fine. Um, oh, yeah. Okay, next up then, speaking to Inside the Ropes, uh, Chris Jericho revealed that in addition to 2.0, Jake Hager has also signed the new AW contract. I, I imagine that a uh... 
gets that in magic sniples hard. Absolutely. Um hard nipples all around. This is just I mean, this is just obviously speaking to the success of the Jericho Appreciation Society and how well received it's been. Yeah, for over thirty six weeks. The number one. One sport. Well, yeah. Um yeah, absolute top lads. I'm I'm made up two Tupano man. Like they they've they've had such a uh, such a massive year, haven't they? Bad. Yeah, just both of them are so entertaining. Like Daddy Magic's just brilliant, isn't he? Because he's yeah. just like, all that cocaine and it's <laughs> cool hand angs tre- threatening to stab people with a coke is just fucking excellent. And now they're gonna fight action runs. And now they're gonna fight action runs, and yeah. <laughs> Which is just madness. I'll fucking love it. Um yeah, I mean they've gone from doing like bits on the YouTube channel for WWE to like blood and guts in like a year. Yeah. Yeah. They're they're literally like they're literally like the Balkan school of wrestling, aren't they? As well, yeah, they're they're incredible. You need some, you need someone to just be mustache twirling bad guys, and then get the piss beat out of them. Like, there you boys, yeah, they're so good. Uh, next up, then, um, some sad news. Uh, Fightful Select has reported that Malachi Black has been granted a conditional release from AEW. Yeah, um, this has obviously been rumored for a while. Um, Interestingly to note as well, um, Malachi's also cancelled an independent booking that he was due to be doing soon uh, due to health issues. He's still wrestling one, though, this weekend. Oh, right. He's wrestling Kid Bandit for uh, Prestige. Oh, that's fine. He's just gonna he's just going to black mask the keyblade out of his hand and that'll be it. Yeah, probably. Um, so, yeah, uh, this is obviously a lot of rumours around um, him asking for time off because of physical and mental health problems he was having. Hmm. And he might be taking a, 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 a prolonged or even permanent break from wrestling uh, as a result. Yeah. As as we've kind of said like multiple times, it goes it goes without saying, really. We just want the best for him. As oh, yeah. As... Absolutely. I mean, I'm a huge Malachi Black fan. I, I hate the fact of him not being on TV for me to watch him wrestle. But the most important thing is his, his physical and mental health and he needs to do what he needs to do. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, and then one last piece of sort of bittersweet news. Uh, Chris Statlander posted on Instagram uh, to announce that last week she underwent successful knee surgery, which is good news. Yeah. Uh, the bad news is that the knee surgery was for a completely torn ACL that she suffered in August, and she's scheduled to be out until about March next year. Jesus. She's this- Edible look with knee, well, then, this is not even the same knee, it's the other knee. So she was out for a year with a knee injury previously, came back, and then within a few months injured her other knee. She's gonna come back with the two two knee braces like Stone Cold, and she's gonna come back and be Jade's fiftieth opponent and just take that belt right over. Nah, I don't think they're stretching Jade out out of fifty. We'll see. She's got thirteen matches to wait till March. Come on, mate. She's only done thirty-seven in two years. Yeah, but she was like sixteen and out when she won the belt. Yeah, yeah. So she's done twenty-one between like then. Aye. Right, uh, we'll have another quick break before we get into the show recaps. Um, if you're on Jacks, you can have some Bruce Springsteen, little We Take Care of Our Own. Um, and yeah, if not, we'll see you in a second. Um, yeah, if you're on Jacks, we'll see you in a few minutes. If you're not listening on Jacks, listen on Jacks. You get all the music and everything, and it's a really cool radio station as well. Um, that's my pro- that's, that's my little little plug for them there. Yeah, because they're good lads. And we're back. Next up, then, we're going to go through some AEW Dynamite recaps. Uh, obviously, we start off the only way we could start off um, with an announcement from Tony Khan. Thankfully, it's a recorded video. It's not Tony having a cocaine fit in the middle of the ring. 
I, I was gonna say you can tell like when Tony's serious about something because he has a shirt and tie on, <laughs> and he looks like he's like just like hankering for a bit of cocaine, like <laughs> just, just just a taste. Yeah, so oh, you know, old man's a fucking announcer. <laughs> so um, important, those boys. Importantly, he doesn't go into any specifics here. He doesn't say anything about any. He doesn't name anybody. He just he says, "says I was forced to relink to vacate the AW World and the AW Trio titles." Yeah, um, due to situations beyond my control, and that's pretty much it. So, therefore, the trio's titles will be decided tonight in the match between best friends and. Uh, Death Triangle. The reason Dark Order on in that match is because Alex Reynolds is injured and can't compete. Yeah, he's brain that. Yeah. And for the world title, they're going to have what they call the Tournament of Champions. So that is Chris Jericho, a seven-time champion. John Moxie, a three-time champion. Sammy Guevara, a three-time... Um... It's interesting the class in his interim title as a three-time champion. Who? Mox. No, it's just WWE Championship. Because they're counting Jericho. Ah, so. right, is it? Okay, that yeah. So it's just well, it's just well tightly won in WWE plus the two proper range you have with the belt in AW. Right, that makes a lot of sense. Then we've also got Sammy Guevara, who's a three-time TNT champion. I don't know if that includes his interim one. Or he won it three times properly. I can't remember. No, he's won it three times. Um, yeah, because he he beat Co- he beat Miro for it, and he beat Cody for it, and then he lost it to Scorpio and won it back off Scorpio. Yes. True, uh, and then uh, Darby Allen, who was also won the TNT title. Well, yeah, just one. And Hangman, who's also been AEW champion. So it's every AEW champion except for Punk, obviously. Um, mm. And the two TNT champions who are not injured and still with the company. And Brian Danielson. And Brian Danielson, who's won titles as well. Who's, yeah, we have been a world champion pretty much everywhere he's been, except for AEW. Which... He was a six-time world champion. Yeah, um, or five, five or six. He's, he's won a fair few, anyway. Well, he's won. He's had Ring of Honor, and he's had. I think he had that. He had that once or twice. Two in WWE. You had the one he won at WrestleMania 30 when you saw it because you've never told me, not told me about it. Nah, and, and he had the one where he had the he had the one where he had like the fucking hemp title as well. And he had the one where he cashed in on Mark Henry. Oh, right, so, yeah, three. There you go. And then he had another one, maybe. Yeah, who knows? Yeah, he, he he was he was flip flopping the belt loads, but on the build up to the WrestleMania thirty one. All right, uh, yeah. Like so, time. so yeah, big old big old tournament full of champions. Then, yeah. as if that wasn't a big enough start to the to the night, we have the return of MGF coming out cutting a promo. He's in full face mode. He's got the oh, Josh Allen jersey on. He's oh. preaching to the crowd. So, friend of the podcast, Phil Lindsay pointed this out, and I, it kind of went over my head. But now I think about it, it was like, oh, it's actually fucking brilliant. Is that was a massive like swipe at CM Punk from MJF, where like he come out and he was like the returning hero. He's like, I love you all. Mm. And then as soon as he got like the chance, he was like, fuck you all. As soon as Mox, because Moxley comes out soon after this, yeah. and um, basically tells him to cut the fuck out and like knock it off and you know stop pretending. And as soon as he does that, MJF just stuff the switch flips and he's back to his old self. Yeah, um, yeah. As it it was like a thinly veiled. Jabber punk, I think that. Um, Mox challenges MGF to a fight. MGF fucks off because he doesn't want none. But he does have his. He said he's not in the tournament. He doesn't need to be. He's got his chip. He can cash it in whenever he wants. Yeah, and he said he says that can be like a bargaining chip for when he jumps to WWE. Well, no, he wants to win the title so that he can 
get a bigger new contract. Yeah. Um, and then Moxie cuts what is possibly one of the best promos I think I've ever heard. That was awesome. It's an absolutely tremendous promo. I mean, I, I know Mox is always he's always had good promo, but I didn't think he had this in him. Mo- Moxley and Jericho, both their kind of like promos they caught on this show felt like they were like from the heart and felt like they were really kind of like going to bat for how much they love the company as opposed to it's interesting isn't it in a a week after CM Punk I mean one thing we didn't talk about so CM Punk at the press conference he was almost dismissive of the AW title because he said Hangman hadn't done anything in the business he wasn't really like he was treating it as like a like it wasn't really that important to him. It was just on. It was the prop on the table next to him. Like he wasn't. Yeah. He wasn't talking up at all. And then Moxie came out and was like, "No, no, no. This this title, not like the physical title, but what it represents and what it means to him is everything." And it was just, it was like a, an impassioned defense of of AEW. And it was considering this is a man who should have been on holiday. He wasn't even supposed to be there that night. He was walking. Yeah. He was walking down through the crowd, looking like someone had been called in on his day off. Yeah. He looked angry to be there. <laughs> he did not want. He looked like he did not want to be there. He wanted to fucking be on holiday with his wife and his daughter. But it was an absolute top tier promo. It was. I mean, it, I, I can't even try and describe because it it's on YouTube. Just go and go and find it. It was. It was it, phenomenal. It could very well be in the argument for promo of the year. I think. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Like, it was so impassioned. He said that he was talking about how he wanted to become legendary, and he wanted to like embody everything that that championship means to him. Yeah. In, and like, he talks, to... he, he talks about how like it's important that, you know, it represents like facing your demons and coming back stronger and, you know, all the stuff he's been through. Uh, we're not, we'll talk about it now here because I don't think I've got it down as a specific segment later because it was kind of a throwaway promo. But um, Jericho as well in his promo, there was, a, there was a moment in it where he sort of looks directly down the camera and like just literally screams, this is my locker room. Yeah. Which, which which felt like it was you <laughs> that was coming straight from the heart. Yeah, and he he, he was again though he's like I love this company I'm going to be the champion of this company. Yeah. Like that's that's the thing. Like there was obviously the talk of the meeting that was had before uh, Dynamite this week, which we didn't actually mention. Well, apparently uh, that was that was sort of organised by Moxley, Jericho, and Danielson. I was going to say they ran the meeting, uh, and they basically like they. They stepped up as like the kind of locker room leaders, didn't they? Um, yeah. It's it's interesting as well, like not to get too derailed here. I always remember a quote that Cody said about how CM Punk was saying he's the locker room leader in WWE one time, and said everyone needs to stop like putting like making the locker room like messy. And Booker T just like through like through like a, a food packet on the floor, like I think he's eating like a protein bar or something. Like, Are you going to tell me I need to pick that up? Locker room leader, so it shows like everywhere he's been, it, he's always kind of had that like chip on his shoulder, hasn't he? He's, he's like the face that runs the place. When yeah, it's, it's guys like Jericho and Moxley who they don't they don't say they deserve respect, they command respect. Yeah, respect. they don't say they don't say they need it; they just have it. Like it's yeah. respectful and things. The more you say you deserve it, the less you probably do. Yeah, they they lead by example essentially. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um. Yeah, I mean, as I think Bryce Bremsberg put on like Twitter after that promo, he's like, "Yeah, if Jericho asked me for it, I'd give him the keys to my house and car, like right now." If, if yeah. Moxie asked for it, sorry, it was like I, I would have gone to fucking war for Moxie at that point if he'd asked me to. Like, I would yeah. have a list of that promo. Yeah, that it was a really, as I say, it set the tone of the show as well. Um, 
It felt like a bit of a reset as well. It felt like a bit of a, a sort of right, okay, we'll come on. And the show itself felt like a bit of a back to basics, a bit of a back even that yeah. even rampage as well. We'll talk about it when we get there. It felt like we're we're going back to year one AW here now, the, the way well, the show was formatted and everything. Between like the the tapings, Tony Khan got on the stage and he was like, I I just want to put out like the best three hours of wrestling we've ever put out. Like yeah, I, I'm not bothered about hype. I'm not bothered about anything else that's happening outside the ring. I just want us to have the best three hours of wrestling that we presented as a company. I think they did a fine job of that. I, I wouldn't say it was the best three hours, but I'd say it was. It was. It was, it, it was damn good. Well, we'll talk about that now. We'll have to, we'll have to push on a little bit now because we're getting it, a bit bogged down. It, this might have been my favorite dynamite of the year. Yeah, well, we, we start out the first match of the night was Death Triangle defeating the best friends who win the trios titles. Despite the the, the, the conflict Thanks. and the sadness, this this brought up me. This match was incredible. I mean, there was there was yeah. no right answer for who to win here, no wrong answer. Both teams were equally deserving. Yeah, but um, it was it was a hell of a match. It was action packed and everything. Uh, in the end, Chuck was isolated, and as soon as I saw Chuck Taylor in the ring by himself with Park, I got the fear. Yeah, as soon as as soon as you see that. You know, don't you? Yeah, pack one with the black arrow and becomes the first ever double champion in AW. First man to hold two belts simultaneously. Bastard, two belts. Yep, you love to see it. Great. But yeah, I mean, we can't do this much justice by describing it. It was, it was phenomenal. It was so much action. It was, it was these six guys just giving us everything. Yeah, if this is if this is like a continuation of the feud that we were meant to be getting prior to the lockdown. I'm happy with it. Yeah, if we can run this back a little bit, that'd be great. Um, if, we can, if we can finally get that best friends versus Lucha Bros part and love brawl, yes, please. Yeah. Uh, next up then, uh, Tony Storm defeated Penelope Ford in an elimination match, which meant Penelope Ford won. She would have got a title shot. Really fun match. Great to Penelope back. She looked great. Yeah, Penelope looked awesome. Yeah, if this is like Tony Storm's little sort of placeholder before she gets... I mean, we're, we're all anticipating the feud with Jamie Hazer, aren't we? If this is like what happens before she gets into it with Jamie, then this is fine. This is a great way to sort of start off her title run, sort of. Yeah. Really good fun. Next up, we always, we've already talked about it. There was a little uh, video package setting up uh, Action Bronson and Hook and 2.0 at Grand Slam. Do you know yeah. what see? Uh, everyone involved in this is just absolutely smashing it on promos, except for Hawk, who's not talking, but still, he's uh, still doing good work. Yeah, Action Bronson fucking killed it, didn't he? Yeah, Action Bronson. He, I mean, he's, he's obviously he's a rapper, he's good with his lyrics, but yeah, fuck me, he, he's, he's a really good promo. You can tell he's a wrestling fan, like it really comes through. Yeah, I can't wait for that. I, I'm genuinely stupidly excited for that. Uh, next up then, Swerve goes full bastard and interrupts the acclaimed as they're about to rap. Uh, this was really clever for a number of reasons. One, because it makes Swerve the most hated man in the company. Yeah. And two, it gives Max Castro an out because he was between a rock and a hard place. Yeah, as his character, he couldn't not reference what was happening in his rap because it's what he does. But at the same time, for legal reasons, under no circumstances, could he mention any of it at all? Yeah. <laughs> so having Swerve go out and cut him off, basically, makes Swerve a heel, but also gets Max off the hook for not talking about it. Yeah, I, I like the fact as well he kept Keith Lee as a face go like in tweeting out going, Why didn't you tell me you were doing that? Yeah, he was like I turned my back for like five minutes and like off you go. Well this this sets up a rematch of Grand Slam between the acclaimed and Swerve No Glory. I honestly believe now is the time you've got to put the belts on the acclaimed. I agree. 
I think the way they're building it now with Swerve going off on one, like being a proper heel and Keith Lee trying to, you know, sort of hold the reins a bit, that sort of imbalance might be the way the acclaimed win. And then Swerve and Keith can go into their blood feud and like have a big knockout match of full gear, which would be lovely. Uh, yeah, like I, I think as well with um with have, have you seen the the press conference they did after all out where they yes. were in Carrick? Well, like it was, it was hard to pay attention because fucking security guards were bailing to the back to try and like pull yeah. uh, Paul A steals teeth off Kenny's face. Well, so yeah, like the the um they were kind of like addressed the fact that they had, they had like a lot of miscommunications and they like we're just good. they're that good that it doesn't matter if we have miscommunications we're just the best like we're two of the best wrestlers you put us in a team we're going to be a good team yeah that's just so, sort of the, the same basically we, we don't have we're not the best tag team we don't have the best like synergy but individually we're so good that we can just yeah just boss it basically yeah exactly um, right next up then Wardlow squashes Tony Nice. yay fun times yeah. Again, Wardlow, little impassioned promo afterwards as well, saying, um, "Yeah, yeah, he's he's ready to go. He's going to start, you know, really defending the TNT title in as, as much as he can, and he's really basically he's, he's up for it, which is great to see." Yeah, Hobbs is going to kill him at some point, isn't he? <laughs> and then another great match: uh, Brian Danielson defeated Hangman Page. Oh, this is unreal. This yeah, is such a- this was a lot of throwbacks to um, obviously the the sort of. Dual, the duo of matches when um, Hangman beat Danielson in his title defense. Obviously, this time it goes the other way. Danielson gets the win, but yeah, really, really fun match. All, all those sort of hallmarks of, of their two matches previously as well. Yeah, yeah. Um, it was, it was very good. Um, and I, th- I think it was a good idea that Danielson won because it means that now they're like level as well, so like they can revisit this down the line. Yeah, they've wrestled three times. He's got one one win each and one draw, which is which is great. Keeps them nice, nicely balanced. Feels like anything can happen next time they, they meet, which is yeah. good. I think as well, like Danielson needed to win this because it was not not that he's in danger of kind of like not being like treated as like a main guy, but I feel like if they're really wanting to add prestige to the title, for me, the logical person to win the belts, Danielson at this point. Mm. Maybe it certainly feel fresh. I still think it'll be Mox. I think it'll be Mox because he absolutely deserves it. Yeah, because look at this promo. How are you? How are you not putting the belt on him after after this week? Well, yeah, exactly. Fucking I'll have him beat him, Jeff. Fuck it. Yeah. Um. Right. Next up, then we got Jungle Boy cuts a promo. Jungle Man. Uh. Basically, he just says Christian's out. He's gonna wait for him. As soon as he comes back, he's gonna batter him. And while he's out, he's gonna batter Luchasaurus. Basically. Yeah. Luchasaurus turned on him, so now that's that's gonna be the sort of placeholder feud, I guess, until Christian's back. Yeah. Maybe yeah. maybe put style picture as well for a bit. Yeah. You know, depending on who wins the belt, you can always throw him in a in a title match here and there, can't you? Which is nice. Yeah. Uh next up, Stokely's boys are out. Um they're basically cutting I'd like to see that they're even though they were with MGF at the pay per view, they're not with him here, which you just think they might just be like mercenaries? They might just maybe might just hire them. He's he's not outside of doing that, is he? Yeah. But yeah, it'd be it'd be good if they're kind of like they're with MJF when he needs them to be. Yeah, because like the last thing we need, I think, is MJF in another like pinnacle style group. I think we need MJF by himself, if, especially if he wants to step up to the title picture. I think he needs to do it by himself. Yeah. 
yeah, it's it's, it's kind of as I say, it's kind of good to have like Stokely in his heavies as like his ace in the hole. Yeah, they're just like yeah, Mercy Sahaya, um, W Morrissey kicks a production guy in the face. It's fine. I'm, I'm still broke with a microphone as well. Yeah, I'm, I'm intrigued to see where they're going with this. Obviously, anytime Stokely's out, it's good times. Yeah, likely I agree with Archie Green here. That's nice. Yeah, uh, and then the main event, uh, West Side Gun, who apparently I have to listen to. He's awesome, a really good rapper. A lot of wrestling references in his in his rap songs. Um, raps out Daniel Garcia, the hometown boy, and yeah. he defeats Wheeler Yuta in a pure match to win the RH Pure Championship. Now we're not going to spend too much time on this because we are ringing a little longer time. But this match was awesome, and there's a lot of stuff I like, and there's some stuff I want to talk about. Yeah. Uh, the big one first is Utah has to use rope breaks, which he didn't in their last match. Yeah, and it gets desperation to the point where, you, in order to like alleviate the pressure, Utah actually just goes for one of he just goes for a closed fist punch to the face, which he only gets one of if he does another one, he's, he's disqualified. Yeah, so there's a real sense that like Garcia is just too much for Utah in this match, which is really a really cool way to book it. Yeah, um, it it's cool kind of spins a cool narrative as well in the sense that like with Blackpool Combat Club they Mox went to Chicago and lost to Punk and then Yuta went to Buffalo and lost to Garcia yeah it's like they like they if they've got not got a home field in, if they, their opponent's got a home field advantage they can't handle it sort of thing yeah Daniel Garcia was awesome so he kicked out the seatbelt you know, he's he, he puts in the drag. He actually wins the Dragon Slayer, locks it in real real tight. Um, it looks really good. And like, there's a lot of shit sharpshooters knocking around in wrestling, and this is not one of them. Yeah, this is a very good sharpshooter. Uh, yeah, Garcia is great, and there's a massive like sort of um, ovation when he wins. A lovely moment as well. Uh, Brian Danielson comes out after he wins and like takes the belt off him, and then the former pure champion Brian Danielson puts the belt on Daniel Garcia. Yeah, yeah, you used to look a bit like. Perturbed or that, didn't he? Looked a, bit, looked a bit shocked, didn't he? Because basically, yeah, he shoves Danielson, doesn't he? Yeah. And then Danielson's like, come fuck down. <laughs> and then Chris Jericho comes out and he's just like flabbergasted and he's like shouting, you know, who's side you on? He's doing he's doing the, the big sort of just concerned Jericho face. Yeah. Yeah, he looked, looked shook. Yeah, so yeah, fun times. Really good main events. They're really good. Uh, the crowd are super hot for it as well, which really helped. And yeah, pure matches can feel a bit weird. Um, they can feel a bit slow, but this one, I think they kept a really good tempo. Yeah, these these two can do that with their eyes closed, though, can't they? Yeah, I mean, they, they wrestled a 60-minute time limit draw like last year, didn't they? And, you know, they, they just picked up where they left off, basically. It was great. Yeah. Uh, right then, we'll move on to Rampage. We'll rattle through Rampage. Nothing massive sort of import on this. Uh, some nice bits. Uh, first off, Sammy Guevara beat Darby Allen in a, another tournament match. Uh, there was some fuckery, some Taikanti bits. Um, Darby went by himself, which might have been a mistake. Uh, he did have the numbers. Yeah, he did that promo, didn't he? saying, I'm going to leave Stinger. I'm going to leave Stinger in the back. You leave your people in the back. Yeah. Sammy and, uh, right yeah, Sammy just cheats because Sammy. Um, Wins of the into the GTA. It's a really fun match again. If you've seen the Sammy Darby match, you know what to expect. Uh, they have no they have no regard for either themselves or each other's bodies, which is really fun to watch. Well, album Darby on like an upturned skateboard as well. Didn't oh, it? that was sick! Yeah, Darby got onto like the tr- onto, like the wheels and the trucks of like the skateboard, which was kind yeah. of been nice. No, looked up Sam. Uh, so yeah, really fun match. Um, very brutal. Very very Darby Allen, if, if that makes sense. 
Um, next up, Samoa Joe comes out to cut a promo. Uh, he gets interrupted by Smart Mark Sterling and his boys. Uh, Josh Woods is in danger because he wants a, a shot at the TV title. Oh, it's going to fuck. Yeah, that'd, be, that'd be a fun match. Fun. Next week at Rampage, is that? Uh, in Albany? I think so, yeah. Yeah, so that'd be fun. Um, Serena Deeb defeat Madison Rain. Fine. Madison Rain's decent, isn't she? Serena Deeb's good. This yeah. match was fine. Yeah. I don't think Madison Rain's going to be challenging for the title anytime soon again, but it's nice to have her around. She's she's doing bits backstage. It's good to see. Yep. Fun time. Serena Deeb's Ooh. good as always. Not an awful lot to talk about, really. Um, no. Madison, Madison taps her out. Yeah. And then main event, match of the night, uh, Claudio Castagnoli defeats Dax Harwood to retain oh, the World of oh, Ring of Honor World title. This was so, so good. Not that, there was, not that it was ever in doubt, but no. it was just so... Claudio, uh, gets, Claudio gets the win with the sharpshooter because, of course, Dax Harwood sells for the sharpshooter. That, the, the sharpshooter is Dax's kryptonite. <laughs> uh, like... Yeah, so Claudio at one point was just elbowing the shit out of Dax. Yeah. And it's like, Ted. And then he, he does a big swing to Dax, and Dax is like, like dead. And then he locks in a sharp shoot, and then Dax eventually tops. It was a super fun match. It was like 20 odd minutes long. It was, it, they did, they, they, they did everything in this. They, they really went all out. Also, what was really good was um, the kind of interview before where Dax was like saying, I'd, I'd fight you, Regal. I'd fight. I'd fight Claudio and Regal's facial expressions. <laughs> tremendous. Claudio as well. He said, yeah, he, he obviously has a lot of respect for Dax. He said he knows he'll win singles championships, but it won't be this one. It won't be tonight. Yeah. Bit really good promos at the start of the match. And obviously yeah. Regal's got a bit of history with Dax as well. He knows from NXT. Yeah, he's like, I signed you to your first uh, TV contract. Yeah. Yeah, really, really good stuff. Super fun. Mm-hmm. So yeah, this this was back, like we said before, didn't we? We'll talk very briefly about Rampage as a whole, it's back to that sort of three matches, one promo sort of formula yeah. they were doing when they first started. It, overall, the whole of AEW programming this week felt, a, I don't know, because certain people aren't around and there's not much to cram in, but it felt like everything had a bit more room to breathe on the shows. Yeah, definitely. Um, I think that's one thing to kind of, I've been quite like critical of AEW recently is that it does feel like they're cramming so much stuff in that you kind of don't have the chance to take it all in at the time. And you forget about it. You just like forget stuff because, like, oh, yeah. what that promo? I completely forgot about that because it was in between like two 20 minute matches. Yeah, absolutely. It even yeah. feels like about as well because um, I know they did the um, on the road to Dynamite. They did like a Ricky Stark promo, kind of teasing what what was next. Ricky Starks. Yeah. Didn't he didn't appear on either show? Yeah. So yeah. Um, Really good fun, really good week of AW. Uh, right, we'll have another quick break. We'll have some Keep Me Separated by The Offspring and Orange Crush by R.E.M. if you're on Jack's radio. And if not, we'll see you in a second. Separate. <laughs> okay, and we're back. Uh, we're going to quickly go through some rest of the world news, only a few bits and bobs, and then we're going to spend the majority of the section sort of going through and breaking down the events that are taking place later this week in Liverpool. It's a big one. It's GCW versus TNT. It's a massive show, massive independent show. We're really excited. We've got tickets. Uh, we can't wait for it, and we're going to talk about it. Uh, before that, though, we'll go through a few little bits of news. Uh, first one, something that's a little little surprising for me. Uh, Dilo Brown has exited Impact Wrestling, according to PW Insider. Yeah, well, he was commentating, wasn't he? And, then and he, he was doing backstage stuff. He was doing production stuff. He, he was he, he sort of was doing some Aces and Eight stuff, wasn't he, earlier this year? Yeah, and then he's just nowhere to be seen. 
it's mad because we, we had him down the brewery uh, earlier this year for a, an evening, like with some fans, and he was talking like really positively about Impact. He said it was like one of the most fulfilling things he'd ever done in his career was sort of helping produce this show and sort of bringing through the new talent. So either something's changed in his personal life, or they've gone in a different direction. I don't know which side it came from, whether he asked for it or whether he was let go. I, I have no idea. Maybe his contract just up. Yeah, yeah. Who knows. Um, maybe if you, if you get him back later in the year with Godfather, we can we can ask him about it. Yeah, maybe. That'd be nice. Um, <laughs> and what's an absolute shock? Speaking on Busted Open Radio, Madcap Moss stated he wants WWE to sign Tenil Dashwood. Gasp. Yeah, for anyone who's not aware, Tenil Dashwood and Madcap Moss are a couple. <laughs> so obviously Madcap Moss wants his girlfriend to join him in WWE. Yeah. I can see that happening, to be fair. Maybe we should come back as Emma, or we should come back as Tenil Dashwood. What, what do you reckon? Emma. Rick, you bring her back as Emma straight as, as if not never happened. Madcap Emma. <laughs> Mad Emma Moss. Emma Moss. Emmalina Moss. Emmalina Moss. Jesus Christ. Um and in stuff that probably won't ever happen. Um speaking to Nick Houseman, we mentioned him earlier of Wrestling Inc. Uh, PCO believes that a return to WWE is possible now that Triple H's in charge. I mean, PCO said he wants to wrestle on Mania. You know what? Stranger things have happened, haven't they? Oh yeah, I mean, look at the Cody Rhodes stuff from like end of this year. Yeah, if Cody <laughs> if Cody can come back to WWE, then fucking PCO can. Like, yeah, exactly. Like, how, would I be surprised? Absolutely not. So PCO was in uh, WWE back in the nineties, early nineties. He, he had a falling out in nineteen ninety five with the Click, funnily enough, um, yeah. and. He, and basically, basically said he's not saying he's going. He he wants to, or he thinks he will. He's just saying now that Vince has gone and Triple H in charge, he reckons that there's more chance of him being able to potentially go to WWE now that there's a change in management. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, you've got a dream, haven't you? You got you got you got. You know have... what? Right? I wouldn't be surprised if they had him come out in like the Rumble or something. I could see him doing a Rumble spot, yeah, just like a yeah in and out. Maybe you just throw. But not even not even as PCO as like fucking. What was this pirate gimmick, John Pierre Lafitte or something like that? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Just have him do the pirate gimmick for one night. Him and um, what's his face, Paul Virgil. <laughs> yeah. Uh, right then. Uh, that'll do is for. I told you it wasn't a lot of news. So that'll do is for the rest of the world news. We'll have another our final quick break, and we'll have some dance macabre by Ghost, and then we'll get back to talk about TNT VGC Dub. Okay, and we're back. So just before we close the show out, we've got about 10 minutes left. We're going to very quickly talk through the TNT GCW. There's much of the card as I could find online. They still haven't put... This is a I, fan... I added, I've just added a match, actually, that you hadn't put on. Oh, for, I found this off a, off, a, um, off a fan. This is fan-made, so I don't know if, if, this to if this is everything or whether I've missed something off, but we'll go through and we'll... Uh, there might be one or two extra matches because the, the Friday night card looks a little thin from what I've got here, anyway. Yeah, they had the match to that last night. Oh yeah, I've seen that. Yeah, you put on right. So we'll start off with Thursday night. So Thursday night is the is it predominantly so the way it is it's a predominantly a predominantly TNT show, then a predominantly GCW show, and then a TNT versus GCW show on the Saturday on the final night. But there are talent from both companies appearing on all three cards. It, it is, but that TNT show is very much TNT versus GCW with two TNT matches. Yeah. Uh, so we'll talk about Thursday night it's Supreme Extreme which is the TNT show um, so we've got Blake Christian versus Dino Dino Mark that'll be Blake, I think Blake Christian if he if he does, if, if all goes well he's going to be the rest of the weekend I think he's got some banging matches booked here yeah absolutely Real, he's, he's probably the guy I'm most looking forward to seeing if I'm being totally honest yeah uh, so we have Blake Christian versus Dino Mark 
up first. That'll be a, a nice clash of styles as well. Christian's very high flying, but he can do a bit of technical as well. But Dean Ormock is the technical guy, isn't he? So that'll yeah, be Dean, good to see. Dean Ormock can do a bit of everything, no can he? Yeah. Uh, session with Martina versus Ali Catch. I mean, that's going to involve someone drinking something. Oh, they're just going to be drinking that much. Like, <laughs> I don't know what more to say about that. That's going to be really good fun. That's going to be really. Oh, that would be like the Gene versus Scotty Too Hotty of the, ma- of the show. Yeah. Another match I'm quite hyped for as well uh, Matt Cardona versus Manic Darius. Darius has been posting some fire raps on his uh, social media. Oh, Darius. I'm so excited for this match. That'll be really good fun. Uh, Alex Cologne versus Clint Margera in a ladder match for the TNT Extreme title. This will be Aaron's first ever live death match. Well, yeah, it's whether they do a proper death match there or they do like the. I think I think there'll be there will be like tubes. I think there'll just be chairs and tables and shit. Yeah, I don't think they'll go for like like tubes and there's Alex Cologne. I mean, there's, there's always like tubes and Alex Cologne. There won't be there won't be jumping up balconies through doors. Well, there might there might be. But I mean, I mean, yeah, there might be. <laughs> but that 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 that'll be fun. That'll be a that'll be interesting. Obviously, I think Clint yeah. gets his belt back here. Oh yeah, absolutely. Like, but it just makes sense. This is a match like four months in the making. It's just pretty cool. Yeah, looking at looking at the match the following day as well, which we'll get to. It looks as if either way, the winner of that match is going to be defending the belt against someone. Yeah, yeah, it's going to be interesting. Um, next up, we've got Dan Maloney versus Nick Wayne. I mean, Dan Maloney's going to bounce Nick Wayne to the stratosphere, isn't he? Yeah, he's going to fuck him up. <laughs> <laughs> that's going to be interesting. That's going to be lovely. I think Nick will work really well with Dan there because Dan Dan likes throwing. Dan likes he's not a big guy, but he's strong and he can throw people around. And uh, Nick Wayne's a yeah. top flippy boy, so that'll be interesting. Mm-hmm. Uh, next up, Tate Mathers versus Jordan Oliver. Tateness is greatness. Friendly reminder that Tateness is greatness. That's going to, uh, yeah, Tate Mayfair is great. He's so underrated. Yeah. The greatest professional wrestlers of all planet, planet Earth, mate. Don't you forget about it. So that'd be lovely. Uh, the Live Birds versus the She Wolves. This is this is a match that's been sort of bubbling away for a while. Really looking They've forward to this. this match, 170. Yeah, they've really been slow building this. Can't like, wait for this one. Already yeah. Um, and then Kings of the North versus Joe Lando and Callum Newman. This is basically Kings of the North thing. We're going to murder all the young talent so they can't take us both. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> pretty much. Close personal friends are in so much danger. I can't wait for Corbin to just exercise Callum Newman's soul from his body. <laughs> it's going to be great. Uh, right, moving on to the Friday. And this is the this is the, this is the one that's going to send Aaron into the stratosphere. Uh, this is the yeah. GCW show. We've got John Wayne Murdoch versus Clint Margera versus Big Fucking Joe versus Jimmy Lloyd, which will probably be a death match if. If we get 15 seconds to that match and no one's been hit with a light tube, I'll be really, really disappointed and surprised. Yeah. It's going to be just 100% violence from bell to bell. It's going to be a bloodbath. Yeah. I wonder if they're going to get any gossip plates for it. I mean, this is big fucking Joe, a man who came out last time he was in, in TNT with a machete. Yeah, he did. <laughs> I forgot about that. Uh, next up, then, we've got Joey Janela versus Nick Wayne. That'll, That'll be a be match. Fun. That'll be Joey Janela trying to do technical Joey Janela stuff, which will be fun for everyone. Yeah. Yeah. Um, an absolute treat that got added late on as a, a sort of silver lining of NXT UK shutting down. Millie McKenzie versus Ali Catch. Yeah. Again, should be fun. Yep. Cannot wait for that one. That'll be lovely. Um, a match I never knew I wanted until I saw it written down. Alex Colon versus Drew Parker. Oh, that's going to be silly good. 
Yeah, that's going to be nuts. Um, speaking of nuts, <laughs> next up, Session Roth Martina versus Effie. Yeah, that'd be wild. There'll be no kissing in that match. Oh, no. But, yeah, Daddy will like it somehow. Um, continuing what I think will be his, his match of the weekend, Crusade, Blake Christian versus Jordan Oliver. Yeah, that'll be good. That's going to be all right, isn't it? And then the match that was added late last night, uh, Mad Kurt versus Matt Cardona. Yeah. I, also, don't even, I don't even know what to make of that. Also, Tony Deppen and Cole Roderick are both meant to be in action. Oh, right. Fair. They're probably, they're probably going to just add a scramble match onto the card like without announcing it. Yeah. So the, uh, yeah, Mad, Mad, Mad Kurt, did you see Cardona? But <laughs> thanks, Brett Lauderdale, for giving me some enhancement talents. <laughs> Mac, we have to talk very briefly. Mac Cardone has been doing the Lord's work for the build this weekend, doesn't he? Oh, mate. If if we have time, I want to address what he's doing at Progress as well this weekend. We'll, we'll rattle through and then we'll, we'll just give a good a couple of minutes of progress if we get through this next last card. So then Saturday, the big one, GCW versus TNT. This is the big sort of super show. Everyone sort of clashes together. So the match, a match I'm really looking forward to, Gene Money versus Joey Janela. Yeah, that'll be good. That'll Alex, be awesome. Alex, won't it? That'll just be yeah, silly bollocks, really good fun. Um, then we've got a six man, purely a six man death match based on who's in it. Uh, Big yeah. fucking Joe, Clint Margera, and Drew Parker versus Alex Cologne, John Wayne Murdoch, and Jimmy Lloyd. Yeah. So if good. if any of those men have got any blood left in them, then that's where it's coming out. Yeah. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if that closed the show just because it'll be fucking wild. Just because the cleanup will just take fucking forever. Yes. Um. Next up, uh, Shea Monet versus Effie. Uh, this was meant to be, well, originally going to be Visage. Visage got hurt, but Shea Monet's an ample replacement. Yeah. Can't wait for that. That'll be good. Uh, again, to round out his trilogy of awesome, Blake Christian versus Robbie X. Blake Christian just can't just give me all the flippy boys, doesn't he? Um, and I'll just... Yeah. Well, wait to hear who's wrestling in progress, mate. <laughs> <laughs> uh, a match I'm also quite hyped for, Lizzie Evo versus Ali Catch. Yeah. Anytime Lizzie's in the ring, we're happy. Lizzie's going to slap Ali Cash so hard. She's going to end up with Scouse Brows. Yeah. It'd be great. I can't wait for, I can't wait for the, the shit Lizzie's going to scream like in like her perfect Scouse accent. Yeah. Ali there. That's going to yeah. be great. Um, conti- continuing their call of the youth, Kings of the North <laughs> versus Nick Wayne and Jordan Oliver. Yeah. Just mad the boys, isn't it? <laughs> Nick Wayne's never going to get that full-time AW contract because he's going to be too dead. Yeah. Like he's going through what Driller and the Kings, fuck me. <laughs> yeah, in nine consecutive days. Uh, next up, Mamek Darius v. Tony Deppin. That's going to be awesome. That's gonna, that that could be match of the weekend to me. That's going to be that's gonna be fucking snug, that, isn't it? Oh, yeah. And oh, then, yeah. presumably, what's going to be the main event, if it's not the, the death match, um, for the TNT World Championship, Dan Maloney versus Matt Cardona. That's going to be so good. I think there's a that... chance Cardona wins that, you know. I'd love it if Cardona won that. I would love it. <laughs> yeah, right, Jay, you've got two and a half minutes to tell me about progress. Go. Okay, so they've got handshakes and cheeseburgers, which is also GCW versus progress. Uh, we've got Sunshine Machine defending the tag titles against Kings of the North. Oof. Joey Janela versus Kid Lycos. Blake Christian versus Leon Slater. Gene Money versus Matt Cardona. Um, Effie versus Tate Mayfairs. Nick Wayne versus Callum Newman. Spike Trevay defending the Progress World title in a death match against Drew Parker. Ali Katz tagging with Kanji against Lana Austin and Sky Smithson. And we've got a scramble match where the winner 
gets a title shot against the champion of their promotion. Three progress guys, three GCW. So far announced is Jordan Oliver, Robbie X, and Tony Deppen. Oh, nice. Uh, it's open important to note as well. Check out G Money's um, promos with Cardona. He's been doing it on social media. They're absolutely phenomenal. Absolutely. The G Money champion of G Money. He's been doing the Lord's work. Perfect. Right. Well, that's it for us. Um, we're about to go and rest up before because you're doing four shows. I'm doing three. We're all going to be real fucked by the time you hear us next week. <laughs> a lot of rest yeah. to take in between now and then. I'm going to um, be a shell of man I was. We're probably <laughs> going to do some form of review for the weekend as a whole. Well, Troy's got all his gear, so we might be able to vlog it or something. Or do like like little quick ones. He's, or he's, he's going to vlog it as well. I think. All right. Or, we'll figure some out, and we might. We might. No. No. No guarantee. We might have an interview for you as well, based on. Yeah people coming down so yeah keep it all peeled here we'll we'll have it all on the podcast feed everything we've got for you yeah thank you for joining us um we're, we're, we're off to go and prepare for a lot of wrestling and we'll see you all next week goodbye bye hello yes dan Housen here dan Housen has been summoned you must love this podcast housing the untitled wrestling podcast housing <laughs>